For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. Middle school basketball coaching legend and Duke basketball shooting coach in his mind, Austin Orman. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Strick and Austin. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We are definitely on the block. We are back here on the second hour. It's 3 o'clock. Thank you so much. Well, it's a little over 3 o'clock, but it's still the 3 o'clock hour. Thank you for joining us on the block. East Strick, Austin Orman, once again here for another hour of great content. We appreciate all of those who are listening, whether it be by Facebook, Twitch, uh, YouTube and the new X. We appreciate you guys as well. And also cha- uh, channel 951 on Aloe because why? Why because do we like Aloe? Aloe is? Is the best. It sponsors our VIP line. Uh, we should have Andrew Alex on there tomorrow. Yeah. I believe. Talk some ACC football. A lot of interesting stuff going down there. Excellent service. Uh, local heart. Right here. That's what I was waiting up. on. That's local. what I was waiting Hooking on, the up. local heart. There yeah. we go. Um, so so here's the deal. Um, we're going to get into it because of the fact that in a couple of days, we, well, I will. I don't know if Austin's going to go. Um, but I will be going in the stadium this time. I saw a couple Michigan fans. I almost jumped up and had to handle some business uh, because we're trying to run Rashad. We, we need some domination. We need... Uh, if you if you're an old school movie buff like me, like beyond the Thunderdome, like we want to go in the Thunderdome and wreck shop. That's what we want to do. But nonetheless, we're gonna get out of that right now. We're gonna get into some other stuff revol- I mean, involving uh, Memorial Stadium, and there's some renovations that are on the agenda as uh, per the Regents uh, will be voting on next week. Uh, those who have, uh, well, let me say, do you have season tickets? No. What about the season ticket holders? The season ticket holders have the option to weigh in. Is that how it works? So what happened was back right after Trev first got here, they sent out a survey. To, okay. They posted on social media, sent it out to season ticket holders, alumni, um, and it was posted on social media. So a lot of people had a chance to give input. Trev said today 22,000 people responded to the survey wow. a couple of years ago, which again, if you look at the capacity of Memorial Stadium, that's about a quarter of the stadium would have responded. But strict polls like that, surveys like that, that's a that's a monumental number. Yeah, I I would agree, and I think one of the questions is, um, I, I know some season ticket holders and having conversations with them, and some of them talked about the increases in the prices, but the product was not mm-hmm. an increased product. Uh, some of them talked about losing. Maybe their spots, uh, not getting some of the requests that were asked of, and even they were being long-term donors and long-term 
uh, ticket holders for generations, trying to kind of uh, the grandfather kind of clause uh-huh. thing kind of being pushed out a little bit. And so some of the questions is you had to ask those, why were people giving them up? Why were they turning them over? Why were they saying no longer? And that was the question I had a while ago about the stadium is, will we see or will Nebraska, you know, the Regents or whatever, whoever continue to buy the extra tickets to try to maintain the record? Because if the product doesn't continue to, you can't see nobody coming in and continuously buying a product that is not up to par. Not for that price, right? right. And that's where Trev Alberts has said a couple times now, Nebraska's tickets are the fifth most expensive in the nation for not the fifth best product, not the fifth best experience. Money's money. They need to make it, especially if they're also going to you know, keep tooting their own horn about how they don't take state dollars. They don't take away any money from the academic side. They're not subsidized. It's, it's self-supporting. It's self-sufficient. You got to make money to do that. But where I think a recalibration is needed, Strick, is that even if the you know, face value continues to go up, that's normal, right? Inflation is a thing. But the price of the ticket relative to just how much you know wages are increasing for people, how much money, disposable income they have, keeping that percentage as close to the same long-term as you can has to be the goal, right? Mm-hmm. I get supply and demand, and that's what a lot of people are worried about. But that's why they're probably trying to shrink the number. See, that... Is that something to weigh in on? That's where... Because, I mean, I, right now you're at what? Almost 88,000 or something, like something that. close to yeah. that? And you're trying to go down to 70... What? Trev, Why? He, Trev didn't want to put a hard number on it, but said somewhere in the seventy-five to 77,000 range is what he thinks. The why, there, there's a couple reasons. The reason that they're saying is, okay, of those 22,000 fans, majority of them wanted seat backs. They wanted more space to sit. So by adding in the chairs, by adding in the different, um, they're making some okay. Americans with Disabilities Act um renovations too to make it easier for those people to attend the games just naturally since you're not actually changing the building you're using the same you know square footage but you're expanding the size of each you know walkway and of each seat by putting a chair there instead of a bleacher so with that there's less space in the same amount of space you can fit fewer people Mm -hmm. that that's the okay take them at their face explanation makes sense physical space is limited right Trev Alberts has said they don't want to squeeze supply and artificially raise demand. You know, he doesn't want to make the tickets more expensive or that much more expensive when there are fewer available, even though that's the way simple economics works, is the more in demand something is, you would hope there's high enough supply to meet it. But if not, there's going to be a race for that. And it's going to be whoever can pay the most, whoever can afford it is going to be the one that gets it. That's just natural economics, right? You can try to prevent that as much as you want, but if you want to prevent that, you're going to lose some money on it, right? You're not going to get absolute top dollar. So how does Nebraska balance getting enough money that it needs to keep running versus making it accessible to all fans? There is a middle ground in there. We'll see if Nebraska is brave enough to meet them there. So here's the question I have, right? You said they're ranked in the top five as far as ticket, ticket sale numbers, pricing, um, across the board of overall college football, right? We just saw an anomaly of a situation that's popping off over in Colorado. My question to you is, is it sustainable? 
and what type of product is 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 what Colorado's doing sustainable and what type of product do we need to put on the field to continue to raise the bar and the levels to get to where it makes sense that you're still in the top five as far as ticket sales. Is it sustainable for Colorado? We'll see. Sometimes you need that spark. You need that change to to drive interest, right? Sometimes you need that that catastrophic sea change sort of thing like Dion brought it. I don't say catastrophic, that's a bad word, but you know, big monumentous kind of kind of change. Nebraska hasn't had issues selling tickets, whether they're actually selling them or their grandfather did. People are butts are still in stands for the most part, right? Mm-hmm. Those tickets are still getting sold. So I don't think Nebraska necessarily needs to sell more tickets with a personality like Dion, but success has to follow, right? And that's where I go to Roger and Syracuse's text here. He touched on a lot of the, those things, but one of his points is just win and it'll fill up, mm-hmm. right? That's huge, but as much as it's about winning, and we see that in, in pro franchises all the time, yes, there's some element of bandwagoning on there, but the better, cooler, hipper you are, the more people are going to want to pay to be a part of it. Winning solves a lot of that. Where I think the, the long-term investment comes is in making it more accessible for students and trying to provide them a better environment. I don't love Trev saying, you know, those are our future donors. Those are our future boosters, even if he's right. Like, I get it. It just kind of sounds weird to be that upfront about it. But if you can create an environment for your students that they, they go to the games, they're engaged in the game, they can meet it on your terms because it's your team, your product that you're putting out there in front of them, but also on their terms where they can watch the game. They can be as involved as they want to. It can be that social kind of atmosphere if they're, you know, not huge football fans, but they still love being around their friends and being at the stadium. If you can engage your students, a chunk of them will be successful. A chunk of them will come back and buy those season tickets when they're old enough and they have the disposable income. So to me, winning and making the environment better for the students is a great place to start if you're taking that 10, 15, 20 year view. Uh, for me, man, I have, I have a, a thought and because, and the reason I have this thought and you can, you can correct me if I, if what I'm seeing is, you know, just wild or, crazy or deranged or whatever you may think about it. 402-464-5685, the Sutter Heyman text line. Thank you, Sutter Heyman, for your continuous support as well. But listen, I've seen atmospheres like, for example, Virginia Tech isn't very good this year. We're going to talk to, we're going to get on Andrew Alex about that (laughs) tomorrow. Virginia Tech is not very good, but boy, oh boy. When I saw them, even in a game, they were like, I think they were one and two at the time, and I saw that crowd. And you can see them students. And I look at other student atmospheres and it is raucous. And I'm like, when can we get back to that? Because I remember when, you know, us as students and us as athletes, like we were in certain areas and I could remember how just wild and raucous, even at basketball games it could get, you know. Do we, do we get back to that? Or are we just so corporate? corporate now that you know we pretty much have lost our way in there and just don't want to give it back up again that's the worry right is that not to give any bulletin board material or or, you know throw any unnecessary fuel on the fire but i think a a pertinent example here is michigan their fans again that was your question you guessed you got it right biggest stadium in the big 10 they fill it right they're excited to be there they get really close to filling it it's like 100 
odd thousand people. Penn State, too, is phenomenal. Penn State, right? But, but Penn State is different. Penn State actually has an environment, has yeah, an atmosphere. Bro. You see the whiteouts on TV, uh, in the rain, in the snow, it's great. <laughs> Rowdy. Michigan, Texas has this reputation, too, of being kind of... Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Wine and cheese. They're just there. It's the social element more so than it is the football. Wine and cheese. <laughs> Whereas Nebraska's fans, right? Okay, best fans this, best fans that. Whatever, it's subjective. Keep patting yourselves on the back if you want to, Husker fans. Don't let me stop you. But so much of that, to me, Strick, comes from Nebraska fans being involved and engaged in the game, more so than always showing up, right? I am on record. I will say it again, that it's much less about the size of the crowd than the engagement of the crowd. I would rather have 75,000 active, engaged, passionate, yelling, screaming Husker fans than 40,000 who were there to be passionate, support the team, be engaged in the game, enhance the atmosphere with their presence, and 40,000 who are just kind of there because they can, just to hang out. I mean, you played at Fog Allen. That's not a huge place, not a huge building, mm-hmm. but fans are fans are there. They care. They're loud. Cameron Indoor, one of the smaller venues in college basketball. Big hometown arena, you know, big home crowd advantage. I think Memorial Stadium's lost a lot of that. In some regards, due to the corporatism, right, more more skyboxes, more suites that, yes, bring the money up front, but are they there? Are they engaged? What's the purpose of them being there? Is it just for show? Are they in the game? Whatever. Not to say they're not fans, right? But there's a difference between that type of fan and a fan like a dad and his kid going to their first game. Mm-hmm. The kid is so involved. He, he's mm-hmm. trying to do his best. He's yelling. He's screaming to try to make an impact on the game. He doesn't know. He doesn't care that the other team can't hear him. But he's doing it with, you know, 86,000 of his closest friends, or so he thinks, right? There, there's, you have to have season ticket holders. You have to. The people that are there, that are dyed in the wool, that are consistent, that show up, that provide that source of income. It's equally as important to make sure Husker football is accessible to other people who can only make it down for one game a year, who want to have that environment, that experience that their kid takes with them for a lifetime, for a family to go and have a Saturday out on the town. The temptation is to go corporate. Absolutely it is. You have to avoid it. So much of college sports has already gone that way. But what makes Nebraska great, or what is supposed to make Nebraska great, and I said this on the happy hour, I'll say it again, isn't 86, 88, 89,000 people. It's not the number. It's the people making noise. It's the people being engaged with and involved in the game. It's making the noise. It's being there for a purpose instead of, hey, I guess I have tickets, I'll go. Hey, I paid for it. I may as well use it, right? Like, right. it's not even even the building itself. It's the same building. It's not like they're doing an old Yankee Stadium, completely tearing it down and building a new one to the same dimensions on a different plot of land. Yeah. This is still the same area. It still holds those same memories. It's just getting updated. The building matters, but it doesn't. At the end of the day, it's the people and their experience that create that good environment that make the building special. I would agree. So throwing out another question here is... Um... If, if you're Trev Albers, if you are the powers that be over there making the, the, the decision makers, 
How would you then treat your your ticket holders while the disruption of the renovation is going on? Like, like what are you going to do specifically for them? Is it a discount? Is it something, some offerings? Uh, is it some, you get maybe some basketball? I mean, I don't know. What What is it that you can do for your fans if that's the case? There's, the there's a lot of things that can be done. One idea was a watch party at PBA with food provided for everyone. You know, it's it's there, but it's not there. You want to be in the stands, especially those of you that had, you know, season tickets run in your family. But this is where I think it's important for Husker fans to, as Trev said, bear with them, right? It is a big disruption, at least one season, if not two, like Trev is planning on. So I get it. It's going to be annoying. I would say it's going to be worth it, but I'm also not a season ticket holder, right? I'm not in South Stadium. Um Roger, again, I'll just go back to this. I think this is an illustrative example. Uh, Roger says, okay, I have two tickets in the south end zone. What's going to happen with my seats during construction? To that question in your strict, I don't know. Um, Roger says, I could care less about chairbacks during halftime of the Louisiana Tech game. The chairbacks in the west and east cleared out and didn't come back, while his bleacher bums in South Stadium stuck around and supported the team. Looks like Trev is trying to squeeze us out for the money, but it won't matter if this team doesn't start winning. Obviously, a huge piece of it. Seats are tight, whatever, plan ahead, grab your food on the way up. It's fine the way it is. I'm 67 and stand most of the game. Just win, baby, and it will fill up. Roger, you're dedicated, right? I respect that. I'm sorry there's a disruption for you, but I think it's going to be better for more people in the long term. What it comes down to then, Strick, is how do you handle people like Roger who are losing their season ticket for at least a year or two? Do you say, nope, sorry, Roger, you know, it's out of, out of our control, out of your control. You know, get back in line if you want. That's not a good look. Not a good look. Do you make everyone start over? Do you clear your season ticket list? Do you clear the waiting list and make everyone donate and go back in and start from scratch? The people in North Stadium, East and West Stadium, they'll be like, well, why? Our seating wasn't affected. Why should our tickets be? There is no one right answer. You have to handle and manage the communication around this very carefully. Yeah. But you're not going to make everyone happy, right? What's the best solution for the most people? I don't know. Starting from scratch seems like a lot of work, especially with the team where it is, right? If you just have people that are buying season tickets on auto deposit, um, they haven't gone to a game in years, but they forgot to cancel their season ticket subscription. Don't really want to tell them. You don't want to poke the bear on that, right? (laughs) You don't. But at the same time, there's still a waiting list for us for football season tickets. There's still history behind Husker football season tickets that you can't just go corporate and sell out people who have, you know, been going to Husker games in their family for 60, 70, 80 years. But at the same time, if you're ripping the Band-Aid off of South Stadium, maybe it's time to rip the Band-Aid off there. I don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, before we go to break, Harold Spears says something, and I'm going to throw it at you because it's kind of speaking to what you talked about. Uh, Harold Spears says... Uh, on the Solder Hammond text line. Too many old people in the stands poo-pooing on people that are loud and cheering. Do you, Do you? I mean, have you been in the stadium this year? I mean, I, I don't know if I've seen that. I don't know if it's been to that extreme, but I would say there's been a lot of sitting with arms folded type of, uh, you know, just sitting there with your arms crossed with the beer, bitter beer face looks and you're not really into it. So I can say I've seen that, but I don't know about the poo-pooing on the people. Yeah, I will say that the last games that I went to as as a fan, last football games I went to, were Purdue 
and Ohio State in 2021. Purdue. I was at the Ohio State game. I was sitting in a club seat for the Ohio State game. So whatever, it's just me and some buddies. Okay, that I'm going to throw that one out the window. The Purdue game, I think, is more illustrative of things. Um, it was in a block of season ticket holders that had been in that same seat for forever. Not a lot of cheering, a lot of obligatory clapping along to the fight song, a lot of standing when other people stand, but not necessarily engaged. And they were people in their upper 50s, lower 60s, couple 70s scattered <coughs> around us. And I think some of that's that's natural, right? I don't say they've lost enthusiasm, they're not fans, but I can get them not wanting to you know, be super exuberant or scream their voices out every snap. Yeah. Um, I don't want to, you know, discredit elderly people at games, their, their history there. The tradition is a big part of what makes Nebraska, Nebraska. But I think it's just obvious that the more outwardly enthusiastic people that make a traditional, excellent sporting environment are the ones that are young, that are engaged, that are making noise. And this is where I'm a little guilty of this too, Strick. Because you're young and expired and... Well, I should be excited type of guy. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little, I'm a little jaded. I've lost a little bit of that mystique. So when I, I remember going to the ball state game in 2007, Nebraska only wins because ball state misses a 40 something yard field goal at the gun. I remember going to the McNeese state game, the miracle. Um, He scores that, that essentially walk off touchdown against them. Those two games are some of the most fun I've ever had at Husker football in my life. But mm-hmm. since then, Strick, that Ball State game, I was nine I was nine years old. The McNeese State game, I was in high school. Since then, I've gone to college. I've gotten a job in media. And to be quite frank, I've gone to Memorial Stadium more times than I can count. Okay. Not to say it's not a special building. Not to say there's not a lot of stuff that goes on in there. But for me, in my shoes, it's lost a lot of that mystique, where it's just another day going to the stadium. Mm-hmm. Dealing with crowds, dealing with long lines, Bumping shoulder to shoulder all the time, dealing with parking, all the walking. To me, it's just almost not worth it in some in some ways to go to the game. And that sucks, right? I've got a kid on the way. Going to be here in 9, 10 days. I want the stadium to be built into an experience where me, as a dad-to-be, with, with this first one and any other kids God blesses me with, I want to be able to not have to worry about crowds, about long lines, about, hey, I have to run this kid to the bathroom, he can't hold it. Um, I want parking to be easy. So that as the dad, I don't have to worry about that stuff. And I can take in the game through my child's eyes. I don't have to bring their experience down by my stress with everything else around the game. Because that childlike wonder of being in Memorial Stadium for the first time, of cheering on your hometown team, cheering on the Huskers, being loud, engaged, is something I treasure, having done it with my dad. I want that to pass down to my son, right? Even if I'm not the one yelling and screaming because not because I'm less of a fan, I don't think because I've matured the way I take in the game has changed, but I don't want to stand in my kid's way. I don't want anything else around the environment to stand in my son's way of forming that same type of memory that I had. Beautiful. Well stated. And you guys on the Sutter Hammond text line are awesome. Great questions. Great stuff. Sorry. Couldn't get to them. I'm glad you were able to express your heart and your your thoughts about that because that does. It, it comes to that point where it can't always just be about us because you now are about to uh, partake on the beauty of being a father, fatherhood, motherhood, and all of that, and as a family. And you're looking beyond and outside of yourself in the matter of this and everything that's going along with it. 
because you don't want his experience to be hindered. And I think yours has been uh, uniquely different because you've seen it not from the eyes of, of the best of what Nebraska can offer, mm-hmm. but hoping with the hope of it becoming better. And some of these things is a part of that process. Well, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We're going to get into the Husker presser and the headlines of Husker football as a few days away. Michigan Wolverines will be in town ready to get down at Memorial Stadium. We'll be right back. 937 Ticket. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 